Welcome to From the Valley podcast, episode 110, a special edition episode. Uh, returning, returning superstar of the podcast, Ben Ten Win. It's been since September 2019. Uh, last time we did a podcast to give you, if you remember, we on a plane trip to uh, Gladstone. I don't know if you remember that, but uh, I'm sure you do. Oh, yeah. And, first uh, time doing a podcast in the air. That was revolutionary in itself. It was the first one that podcast that I did in the uh, air, on the air. Yeah, on the plane, and that that's uh, I guess where we found out a bit about your backstory. It was uh, quite interesting growing up. Um, obviously, you sort of went into martial arts uh, as a youngster as a way of counteracting any bullies and stuff like that. I remember that's sort of how you got into it, and you sort of uh, became fairly addicted uh in those early years and um and obviously taekwondo i think that was um where i guess the, the most dominant form of your arts but obviously you're very well rounded right across all yeah. areas of uh, mixed martial arts now that you've been doing it for you know well over 15 years i think is that about right 15 years 20 years now 20 years sorry yeah so, someone actually asked yeah a neighborhood kid actually asked me I was funny. It was because I uh, I was I was playing um, street cricket with the kids and a neighborhood kid. He actually asked me. He knew who I was, but he actually asked me, "Hey Ben, how long you been doing martial arts for?" And I actually had to <laughs> stop and think about and count like how many years. And it came to twenty. I was like, "Holy crap! I have been doing martial arts since I was twelve, so, yep. and that was twenty years ago." It was like twenty years of doing martial arts that's i was shocked in that moment and i was like i was actually kind of proud to say it too that's so that's quite a while so i I guess um there's a few different ways we can continue um i guess from um where we sort of may have left off last time Um, yeah obviously since then um that was a few months before um obviously you had the the ufc fight in adelaide against uh wilson hayes which was a very very close fight and uh, went to a decision. And then after that, um, uh, I guess, well, obviously, uh, Ryzen sort of offered you a, a co- some sort of, was it a three-fight contract? Three-fight contract, yes. Yeah, so, um, and uh, because of COVID, we've only had the, the one actual fight uh, with Ryzen. There's only one sort of opportunity that's really sort of uh, risen since you yeah. joined uh, Ryzen. But obviously, I think you've been had itchy feet to sort of, certainly in 2020 to, to get a fight, um, to get yourself back in there. But because of the international situation, unfortunately, we're certainly not able to, um, to do what you want to do. So that must have, that's obviously been pretty tough for a lot of people in uh, mixed martial artists, especially um, Australians that fight internationally like yourself. Yeah, um, pretty much if you're fighting, uh, if you're not in the UFC and you're not in America, fighting like bellator and stuff you're pretty much in a rough spot because um international travel has just been really really hard and um just um right now it's just it's yeah it's just tough to it's easy to leave the country like it's easy for me to leave australia but to come back in it's like really hard so um definitely it's difficult it's it's really tough um, but now I've just been keeping busy uh, training and um, I'm doing stuff at home like um, 
trying to finish up like the house renos and stuff. So um, kind of, uh, I've got a lot of my time occupied with that. Yeah, as, as certainly I've heard some stories about those renovations that it's, it's obviously when you've got a house. Yeah. Um, never ends. It's, it's, uh, it never ends. There's always something, but I'm sure there's lots of improvements that have happened to, to your property as a result of uh, all that time putting into for it. Sure, so. For sure. Um, what else is uh, so? Yeah, that, that's a 2020 hasn't hasn't been uh, great for a lot of um, I guess people. Similar, similar to mm. um, 2021. What does that sort of look like? It's a little bit uncertain still at the moment as 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 far as the yeah the, uh, the um situation with covid we the vaccines might be COVID, coming yeah in. yeah so we um a uh, couple of our, uh vaccines have come out and um they're getting rolled out kind of a slower process it seems like in america um australia has yet to uh get a vaccine approved um so i think a lot of experts are saying that uh, things won't get back to normal until um, probably like quarter three of this year, 2021. And even that's pretty ambitious, isn't it? When you think about it. Yeah. I mean, that's not that far away. I mean, that's we're that's about half a year away. And um, the things are going, how the things are going right now, it doesn't seem like it's going to make that deadline for that normality at that stage. So it'll be tough to tell. I mean, who knows, man, like 2020, 20 was full of surprises. Um, 2021 could be, could be the same. One thing you have sort of done at least a few times over the last few years is some, obviously being a, being a commentator, um, commentating some of these events rising notably when, um, yeah, uh, Horiguchi and uh, lost his fight to um, what's the guy's name? Asakawa. Kaya Sakura. Now, and uh, as as you may, Kaya uh, Sakura. As uh, a just interesting note that they rematched only in the last few days, and that uh, Horiguchi got him back. I'm not sure if you read that. Um, yeah, him back. Yeah, coming off. Yeah, Horiguchi's now pretty impressive uh, champion again for in Japan for. Is it bantamweight? I'm pretty sure the he's got the belt mm-hmm. back. I think uh, after about being out for most of a year. So, um, yeah. So Horiguchi, I think from what I read, Red finished him off in in the first two and a half minutes of that fight. So that was um, he's a, as you know he's a very dangerous sort of guy, and obviously he get he got his revenge that time um, against the phenom. But yeah. um, and you and you were there commentating the first fight, and um, and then obviously you've done a little bit of commentary in some local events as well. Like, around um, the trips yep, as well. So tell us about commentary. Is that something you, you can see? You, obviously, both of us really enjoy that type of thing. Um, what, what, yeah, what do you, what we've do you actually sort of commentated the gig together. Yeah, so that's in, where, uh, Gladstone, yeah. Um, Gladstone, so, yes. So and I've, I've sort of helped out with some commentary duties before, so yeah. um, it's, uh, it's, it's quite fun, that's for sure, um, doing that sort of thing. Is that, I mean, just, just like right. sort of... Be, giving your analysis, I guess, in that type of role when you're doing commentary, like your, from your experience yeah. and, and the way you sort of articulate it. So, yeah. So with commentary and doing it live, you have to be really fast on 
you know, what you're saying and um, kind of explaining what is actually happening in that moment. Mm -hmm. And uh, with fight, it happens, fights happen really fast. So I mean, like when you're, when you're, yeah, commentating on one, one scenario, like the next one happens like that. So you almost have to be like almost flowing and kind of keeping that, uh, keeping the words going and flowing while the action is happening right in front of you live. So um, it's, it was, you know, at first it was really hard. You know, I've been, I've done commentary, you know, f- before I was in the UFC and stuff. And, you know, it's, it's hard to, <laughs> to, um, to, to do that. Like at first it was really hard for me to even, um, you know, I, when I first did it, did it, it was just amateur fights. It was all these fighters, um, really unknown. Like they haven't, they've just debuted. Um, that's their first fight. So there's no information on yeah. them whatsoever yeah. Yeah. for the fight. So you can't really, it's, you have to commentate. You got to keep talking, but like, there's really, it's, you got to find things to talk about. It, it was really challenging for me to, to do that. And, um, mm. I think, um, now that I've had some practice with it, um, just doing, you know, many shows after that, uh, I'm, I'm getting better and better just being on camera and just mm. talking and flowing mm. and it's a skill. I mean, like public speaking and yeah. being on camera is just a skill on its own. And, uh, mm. and, um, it's funny cause I never really took that, um, I've never no- noted that noticed that on how people how people you know speak on camera and stuff until until recently and um man like people there are people that are just so good at talking and you know I admire people like Joe Rogan and um mm. Dominic Cruz and stuff and you know DC like yeah, they're yeah. really good commentary uh comment uh, commenters and um just hearing them speak and do it while uh, while i'm um, experience it myself is amazing I, I mean just on that i mean i think um and just touching on you know i, I obviously listened to what you did with horizon um uh, and i think you did a really you know it's, it's sounded like really really good really sort of professional yeah um you looked professional and you know your reactions to the fights natural and uh and yet obviously that right at the end there big surprise obviously but uh, and you know that sort of is, is something that happens as well yeah. you, get, you obviously get surprised if something maybe that you may not have expected to happen happens and that, that's also can sort of make you get right sort of, yeah yeah you lose i'm not sure you lose yeah, so i've been trying case, to <laughs> yeah like joe rogan's you, you hear that whoa the, ah and like yeah. it's it's hard not to do that in a fight because <laughs> not to do it too much yeah in a fight because like fights are, are exciting like and mm. you know things can change Certainly. like that as you know so um they're really exciting and it's really hard not to you know throw in those oohs and ahs mm. as they come I, I guess the hardest thing too for me i mean my little stint is is just making sure you're trying to be not free of bias like if you if you like one of the yeah. two fighters, if you like one of the two fighters more than the other one, it's hard not. You got to try That's to it. give the the one the other guy as much a run, and sometimes you'll 
even in even the professionals make that mistake uh, from time to time. They're really yeah. Um, we'll get you know you'll get somebody complaining about the way they sort of commentated the fight because they they reckon that it was a bit biased. Yeah, yeah. So that's it's yeah. an interesting thing. Uh, but I, don't, I mean, you always seem fairly independent anyway. So, but uh, but it's it's a, it's a difficult certainly a difficulty. Um, that I've sort of noticed it anyway, as far as being a commentator is concerned. And obviously, the more practice, yeah, yeah. the more practice you have, the the more you sort of sort of call it call it you know more down. Yeah, yeah. What I try to keep in mind is when I'm commentary commentating, it um, it, you got to keep in mind that that video is going to be saved. It's going to be watched by you know people of supporters of both fighters. So you you kind of have to play almost like a, almost be like a politician and and just be really unbiased. I know like a lot of politicians are really biased, but but um, you have to be really biased, uh, unbiased, keeping that in mind that both supporters are going to be watching that video of you um, saying stuff. So you have to, I have to try to just call just be really i try to just stick to the techniques and what's happening and um mm. that's it and you know when there's a question about like oh who do you think won that round or not um and i think you have to be honest mm. and you have to it's sometimes it's hard to know who uh, went around too um it, it is it is mm when you get asked that question or yeah. when you're sort of going through it in your mind, you're saying, well, oh, gee, that's, that's really close round. It could go either way. Yeah. It's a close um, one, you know, and you just kind of keep all the politics and stuff mm. out of it and just mm. watch the fight as you, as, as a stranger. There's a couple of things I probably want to talk to you about MMA um, just to get your professional opinion. What do you think of them? Sure. We're talking, we're talking about um, techniques and we're talking about uh, different uh, I mean, different parts and disciplines of, of mixed martial arts in 2021 that we are in now, and from what you sort of seen over the last, you know, last couple of years in particular, as the sport continues to evolve, uh, what it, I mean, what are the most important mixed martial arts uh, disciplines to to do really, you know, to do absolutely 100%, um, have it be very strong in. Uh, and those those fighters generally have an advantage over the the, the ones that aren't as strong in those types of disciplines. Now that we're sort of here, yeah. So um, I think now you're seeing the, nowadays uh, everyone's going into MMA with a basic skill set. So those basic skill sets are wrestling and boxing and clinch clinch stuff. So um, you're not really seeing like you're not seeing like uh, a single discipline like a pure like a jiu-jitsu brazilian jiu-jitsu guy versus a striker anymore like that yep. doesn't really happen yeah seeing people just coming in with you know at least like a basic knowledge of of wrestling uh boxing clinch um some kicking stuff and and um i think out of all those i mean like probably the most important aspect of MMA is probably like the wrestling and positioning, man. Like that's, that's paramount, like positioning and 
being able to dictate where the fight goes, standing on the ground. I think that's probably the most important. But, I mean, I think you're seeing nowadays, like, the striking is really taking over. Yep. um, Because people have that basic – they have got the basic takedown defense. They got the sprawls down. They got the, you know, getting the underhooks and breaking off and certain hits. So, you're starting to see – strikers like um you know israel coming out like he's got really great great takedown defense but his striking is just top notch and it's just really hard to um you know fight that when someone's got he's dictating where the fight's going he wants to be standing and um he's just hitting you at range with punches and kicks like it's really hard to combat that unless you're khabib who can just you know, storm through there and just just weave through the strikes and get to your legs and um, take you down and stuff. That's I mean, he's, that's still pretty dominant. Um, no matter who he's up against, uh, that that wrestling technique, it's, no one's been able to solve that puzzle. Yeah. So it, wrestling's certainly, as you said, probably very very strong to to be great at that. But striking is is yeah. uh, and striking defenses have to be pretty important as well. Uh, yeah, you know, everything's important, but um, wrestling is probably the most, um, I guess, useful skill, most um, versatile skill. And um, you, you absolutely need wrestling to be in a fight. Like if you have just boxing or kickboxing skill, but no wrestling, like you're going to get exposed quickly. Whereas, like a wrestler, you know, he could just take you down and just hold position on you and win the fight. Mm. So, there's that. Mm-hmm. So, um, and the other thing that's happened, I guess, since uh, since we last had you on the podcast, um, given a black belt in um, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, um, obviously yeah. uh, that was one of your strong points in your game, in your set of skills. Obviously, is that as well oh, thank as. You. Obviously, very good at the wrestling and the striking as well, but uh, it's not. It's pretty hard to to for just a, an MMA <clears throat> fighter that's got wrestling and that's got um, striking skills to also have a black belt in in um, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. So that that obviously makes you fairly well rounded. How how I mean that's probably as you as you may have alluding to leading up to this um, still a very important skill still to have, but it's it's probably not. As high up as the others that we've said before, but it still comes into play, doesn't it? I mean, when, you, when you're sort of fighting, it does. It can. It's, it's a situational thing where it comes. It it, uh, it uh, can dictate a fight. It's a result, can't it? What is the like the jujitsu, like the yeah, submissions yeah, and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, like, sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think I've got. I've still got the record for the fastest flyweight. UFC submission. Yep. It was like um under under a minute or something like that. Against Tim Mellet. Um so yeah, like that can change that changed the whole fight. Um but mm-hmm. uh what happened in that fight was uh actually um I hit Tim with a really big kick that kind of rattled him and then I t- was able to take his back really easy and then um put on a really good choke. So it was 
um, it was kind of the combination of my skills that led to that rear naked choke. Yep. But you obviously had his back, didn't let go. You're, he's sort of half, obviously, if he sort of had a little bit more wits about him, but you, you're obviously right on, on his back. And yeah, so, I mean, that's obviously an important skill and that's a good good example of uh, how a fight gets finished with that type of skill. So, um, and there's plenty of them. People, yeah. rear naked choke. You see a lot of people... You see a lot of people, you know, shooting takedowns and getting caught with guillotines. Yep. Yep. Um, either getting caught with the guillotine, um, getting finished with it, or either they get um, they get put in a guillotine and then the guy sweeps him, gets on top, gets positioned. So, you know, submissions can lead to advantageous positions. Mm. So yeah. it can definitely change fight. You know easily get you into like a mount position mm. and then start raining down punches and stuff. Mm. As far as your training regime over the last 12 months, has it been fair that the skills as you've sort of trained equally in, in pretty much all areas or is there any particular skills that you've been working on more than others? Uh, no. So I've, I've really been focused on jujitsu and grappling in, um, it's probably like the one time I could focus on one attribute of mixed martial arts because, you know, when, when you're, when you're an MMA fighter and um, you, you kind of have to practice everything kind of all at once and uh, to keep everything sharp because you never know when the next fight, you could get called up next day for a fight. So you got to be sharp entire time um with the covid year 2020 um i knew i didn't have a fight in in the near future so um what i did was like all right well i I really wanted to work on uh jujitsu and um just really get really drive that home and really make that a focus in that year and um I felt like my grappling got a lot better just being able to train every day, you know, doing jujitsu when we could, you know, I wasn't able to leave pretty much um, train step inside a gym until it was like June, July or something of last year. So, um, but um, in doing that, like just training from, from then till now, um, I felt like my my ground game, my um, grappling game, got a lot better overall. Just being able to train day in day out, you know, just just focusing on on that. So it's been, um, I think, a pretty productive year for me. And um, I, I'm still doing a little bit of striking. You know, it's probably like um, probably like an eighty twenty split between my time grappling you know, grappling 80% 20% striking I'm just doing a little bit of um striking at home just with uh just with the mate mm-hmm. and um you know just kind of trying to keep that sharp as it can um and yeah it's been it's been fun it's been um been keeping me busy that's for sure so when the when the next fight does come is there any sort of plans that you got in the back of your head as far as how you would would you, would you you sort of do your training camp yeah so the plan for 
before COVID, it was to um, go overseas for a training camp. Yep. And um, that's what a lot of people and, do. Uh, a, lot of people, a lot of a lot of yeah. professionals go to that. Um, you, you, know, you hear about Tai Tuivasa going to AKA, for instance, is a good example uh, where an Australian yeah. goes all the way over to to um, Sacramento or wherever they are or somewhere. Um, you know, all the way around the world to 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 train for fights. Yeah. Yeah, so going overseas somewhere um, and then doing my fight camp out of there and, you know, getting, just trying to get a different look at things and, and um, improve my skills and go from there. Yeah, definitely. Um, as far as, <clears throat> as far as the MMA industry, I guess, um, you obviously uh, been watching what's been happening over the last couple of years, and and, and that sort of thing. With I guess the way the UFC is sort of going, and uh, mixed martial arts generally, other organisations, what they've been doing. Uh, what have you sort of seen that you've liked over the last couple of years that in the industry? Um, do you think things are? Where do you think any improvements can be made as well? If if you think there is any. Um, in the industry, as far as as fighting like being a professional fighter i don't yeah, think well, nothing has changed hey uh, i just i i don't know like i i i just i feel like um you know fighters uh they still need to band together and try to get some kind of union together to because like and like uh, UFC fighters getting paid like what fifteen percent of the overall profits from the UFC is like, it's yeah. it's astonishing, man. Like we're the putting our lives on the line for. Um, I mean, the only way you can so make it's... money is is get bonuses, isn't it? In in their system, you get the yeah to, to live. Because pretty much half your paycheck goes to, you know, your 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 training team, um, mm. management. Yeah, um, you got you just yeah. got to pay taxes on it, as you know, as an accountant. <laughs> so, um, like pretty much half of what you make is gone, mm. and then the 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 last the half that's left is put into the next training camp. Mm. Yeah, that's that's um, and then you, you know, still travel accommodation. Yeah. You gotta fly cornerman over, um, pay for equipment, um. You know all the all the little stuff, massage, physio, Cairo. You know we're not like a big, we don't have like a big sporting team that a uh, boarding facility that we could just walk into and get all of our stuff fixed. We pretty much do it all ourselves. So we're we're pretty much self funding all that stuff. <laughs> so um, it's it's hard. There's a lot more expenses than what people think in terms of fighting like we just like see this big bonus that you get and um they just get caught in that big number and then that that number isn't the final number though <laughs> that's not your, no, no, not your not. net yeah it's interesting so one thing probably wanted to make sure it covered off on today also as well was um as we as you sort of said in the first podcast uh there was a, a viral video <laughs> that um, that obviously oh, what's uh, this? It's viral video. Viral video. Uh, so of, of yourself, um, obviously, um, 
with uh, you know, the, back in 2014 uh, against Jules the Jackal. Um, it's it's now up to I think 66 million views or something. Um, it's probably added another 10 million views since we last um, did the podcast. <laughs> so yeah, 66 million views. That's quite astronomical. I mean, obviously. What, what do you think about that viral video now and all these years later? Oh man, like I, I think it's, uh, I guess, I guess some people have say that I've pretty much, um, um, I've, I, it's funny. Cause like a lot of people say that more people have seen me knock out someone than say like Chuck Liddell. Or some some guy, um, maybe more than Conor McGregor. I don't know. <laughs> Probably not Conor McGregor, but um, I think it's I think it's pretty cool. And yeah, just knowing that video is out there, and you know, my kids are gonna see it and stuff. I've, it's kind of like what I'm known for, which is which is cool. Like uh, you know, a lot of people just know me from the video, but. Uh, I've done a lot more than just course, that, you know. Yeah. Uh, I've been in the UFC and stuff, um, but I guess it's it's pretty cool to have a a video of me knocking out someone, and that's that's got sixty six million views. That's crazy. And, uh, I just now you know you know that I'm a you know that I like oh, my numbers. You know that I like my numbers. You know that I'm an accountant, statistician. I love all these things. So you work this out. There's only been in the last six years, there's only been 190 million seconds. So that means somebody has definitely watched this video every third second in the last six years. Every third second. Yep. The last every three seconds. Years. Yep. That's how viral. Holy crap! So what do you think about wow. that? <laughs> that yeah, that's so one, two, three. Someone's watched the video. <laughs> okay that's okay that's pretty cool when you put it and, like that and, <laughs> and, and also if you're thinking okay well if that's if that's how it is averaged if that's how it's averaged and let's say there was one year where probably half of those views came in let's say it was 30 that means you're getting every half a second for one year back in say 2016 or whenever it became really popular yeah. uh you're getting like Two, two or three people watching it every second. Yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's insane. Yeah. When that thing went viral, it's just, I, I was, I woke up, I remember the day I woke up and my phone was just nonstop, just, just notifications. Like I had one, like a million notifications on my phone, like, uh, from people on Facebook and Twitter and, Instagram, whatever. They're just messaging me, Ben. You, you. I saw you on this video. That's so cool. It's like I know this guy. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. It was it was pretty cool to be famous for a bit. Yeah, I think it's yeah. People still obviously watch it all the time. Do you mind? Do you mind if I just uh, quickly share it to as part of the podcast, so people know what we're talking about? Sure. I'll do okay. the honors, sir. Let's have a look. There we go. Can you see that? Oh yeah. There's one handsome dude on the right there. <laughs> so that 
So yeah. that the, the initial thing, and this guy was very, he, he looks like he's not even walking straight. He's going side to side. He's a bit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's a bit funny, they, that guy. And then they added the video of you knocking him out. <laughs> uh, and, and a little bit of a replay of it as well. Every time I see this, every time, I've seen this a million times. Every time I see it, uh, I'm just like in. I'm still impressed. Yeah, <laughs> by myself. Uh, <laughs> but you know, oh, you, wow. you, tra- you trained. Just, you, how you, hard you, you, hit him. You know, you tra- you trained, you trained very hard for it. You know, so. And obviously, um, yeah. you've just you've taken taken it from there. So, I just wanted to, to I guess, uh, show yeah. people what we're actually talking about with that uh, viral video. So, yeah, um, I mean, I guess all those years of training paid off, didn't it? Yeah, well, that's right. And I've never seen anybody who's got got as many tattoos since uh, than, than that video. No, that's probably, probably, that's probably you see a lot of comments there. Um, <laughs> we won't speak go into what people have said as far as comments, but that's that's, that's what makes the video viral is just everything that's there. It's a bully situation. Yeah. It's a guy, guy with lots of tattoos, um, very cocky, and then the clean skin looking guy. <laughs> Uh, basically Clean becomes skin. becomes the um the good the handsome Asian dude. Yeah. Heck yeah. And he just destroyed That's him, awesome. you know, quicker than uh, you know John Dodson's destroyed people before. So yeah. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um. Yeah. That's. I just wanted to make sure we we spoke about that. Um. Any any other sort of topics that you wanted to sort of bring up? I know um, any anything else that oh, sort of. Man. I might have one or two more things, but I guess with the commentary thing, I'm, I'm it's kind of picking up for me. I'm doing yeah, okay. a couple of shows here in the next in this quarter. Uh, okay. two different shows. Uh, I'm pretty. I'm, I'm locked. I th- I might, I'm I'm gonna do another Hammer Fight Night in Brisbane. Mm-hmm. And then um, I'm gonna do uh, a new show called Beast. Yeah. Uh, it's like it's Beast something, but it's um. Beast, uh, put on by my uh, by a good friend. Yeah, Beast Fighting Championship, and um, put on by a good friend of mine, um, Jason Hode, and um, should be a good time. Yeah, I'm putting on more. Um, I'm doing. I'm getting more and more into the commentary scene, and um, I'm getting better at it. Just yeah. being better, um, being on camera and talking and stuff. So, um, so tell us. That, yeah, so it might be. So Beast, might be a full time gig from. Yeah, so Beast and that that's sort of similar to some of the other promotions like the aftershock that we used to used to be around and stuff like that. Is it a little bit similar to that? Yeah, yeah. I, um, I'm not sure. Um, what's uh you know what uh what the the app the relationship between um aftershock and uh beast was but um i i think um jason's kind of just kind of doing it on his own now yep yeah it's a pretty cool name but that's sort of uh i think the name of the mixed martial arts um organization up there is, is that was called beast or something up in gladstone wasn't it i think yeah that's all right yeah, so they there. so they're sort of branded. It's like it's branded the, the same as that, pretty much. 
um, which is good. And to, is Hammer, is that, what's, is that just another sort of MMA promotion as well with Ross Cameron or? Yeah, so Hammer is really interesting. I, um, I, did the, I did one of their first events uh, last, yeah, end of last year, and I was put on at a uh, warehouse out in Hammett, uh, by, kind of by the Port of Brisbane, like near yeah, the industrial area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, anyways, they did it in a, um, in a uh, facility where they um, train, um, they do, they, they train like ex-army guys uh the bunch of ex ex army guys uh got like this big building that's set up to train you know um law enforcement and and um it's pretty much like um room set up to where you can like clear out rooms and stuff like that and uh but they put the put the event there and i've got like all these shipping containers so it had like this industrial feel like a kind of like a fight club feel to it and um it was really it was kind of a smaller show like a smaller venue but the the crowd was there was packed so it was it was very intimate and it had like that fight fight um fight club feel to it so i really enjoyed it and the fights were were really good man like it was mostly amateur fights but the amateurs were fighting almost like professionals and um you're starting to see that more and more like the amateurs I feel like the amateur isn't like amateur anymore. It's it's almost like semi-pro. Take amateur fights almost too seriously, and um, yeah, we, we saw a lot of great fights, and um, they're they're great. Like they, but like on on that note with the the amateurs, um, it felt it felt like almost like a professional show. Like that easily could have been like a professional fight show like with professional fighters and stuff because like the skill gap from amateur to professional is just it's closing it's closing it's closing Mm -hmm. um now one thing that's uh one thing you've you sort of like doing from time to time is is running seminars um is that something you're looking to do a bit more in 2021 yeah i'm doing some that's right i'm doing seminars and stuff um been doing uh i did one last year up in redcliffe and um Hopefully, I'll get more out there this year. Spread the knowledge, and um, that's kind of something I want to go down and do is uh, just doing like really technical seminars, um, really focused, and kind of just um, use that to kind of um, get my name out there. And um, I really enjoy teaching coaching. It's just uh, and with seminars, it allows me to kind of travel and do all that stuff so it's um it's a it's a cool experience to to be able to do that and um hopefully you'll be able to do more in the next year so if you're jim so you can do a seminar um let me know there are plenty of gyms around and uh, i know you know lots of them so definitely uh, it, it's, it's always a good be a good seminar that's for sure especially the, I mean, the well-rounded yeah. skills and be, there's always the good thing about seminars you, that you go to there's always one or two techniques that you or probably sometimes half a dozen techniques that um, a lot of these guys just never use in their regular day-to-day, um, you know, MMA training. So it's always good to pick up something new, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. Like as long as I learn like one new technique at a seminar, I feel like it's worth the, 
60 bucks I paid for. Yep. Cause that 60, cause that one move could change a whole fight. It could have mm. changed, changed my whole outlook on fighting. Mm. So, so I guess, um, definitely worth it. To sort of one of the finishing topics here, I guess, um, the future. Uh, you're looking at, I mean, one of the things that uh, people may or may not know that uh, you like, you do like sort of acting a little bit, you do like stunts. Um, is it, do you see yourself uh, doing any of that sort of uh, going going forward? Yeah, so, yeah, that's another avenue I could definitely travel down. Uh, last year, actually, was an extra in one of Marvel's movies that they were shooting down in Sydney. And um, that movie is Shang-Chi, which um, they just finished production on or shooting um, about a month ago. So um, hopefully that movie, you might see me in that movie in theaters um, this year. And um, yeah, but um, something that I've been kind of playing around with, you know, hopefully um, uh, this year kind of gave me a better idea, like, um, you know, what, what to do and not, um, I'm, I'm speaking of, of doing that stuff, um, that where Hema was, that Hema fight night was, was done at, um, that they, um, they specialize in, in, in that kind of stuff with, um, uh, the train, like, uh, like gun handling and stuff, but with like mock guns and stuff. So, um, I'm planning on going down there to go, um, do some training and, kind of get my um yeah trying to get my foot in the door there and uh i guess i guess finally obviously we, we, talk, we spoke about you know how you like to sort of um you know i guess teach people techniques teach people you know you've, you've, been, you've been involved in, in lots you know you've, you've mentored lots of um young uh people in the mma game and that sort of thing and 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 obviously mm -hmm. Something that, uh, that that would be uh, interesting is, you know, obviously setting up your own sort of um, organization as far as doing that type of thing or a gym or something along those sort of lines. Yeah. Um, that's obviously something you could do in the future as well. Yeah, so, yeah, I've got plans to open up my own gym in the future um, when I'm done fighting. Um, I just feel like it's... it's it's really hard to, I guess, teach and fight at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, when you're fighting, you almost have to, you got to take in energy from people. You got to be really selfish when you're, um, when you're a fighter. Yep. And um, when you're a coach, you got to be the most selfless person in the world because mm. you're giving your time, your energy to all these um, students wanting to learn. So um, it's, I feel like it's polar opposites mm. and um, to be able to really do one side well really have to focus on that side of things instead of trying to do juggle both yeah that makes sense yep. uh, I look yeah, forward so to the future you know, open up my own gym and yeah I'll be happy <laughs> certainly uh, we all look forward to I guess what the future holds for, for Ben 10 win um, it's, it's certainly uh, you've had a great, great career to date as well. I mean, you've, you've obviously accomplished quite a lot uh, in, in, in mixed martial arts. 
um, as a world class, uh, you know, world class athlete when it comes to when it comes to MMA. Well, you know, obviously well rounded game. Uh, Thank you. Thank had you. some uh, very, you know, you've been, you know, as as we've, we've probably said this many times, but you know, you've been fighting the best of the best in, in a lot of these cases. Um, so a lot of experience that a lot of other guys will never be able to have the opportunity to to have had and. You know, so obviously, congratulations again. Uh, I guess. Thank you. When it comes to that, so look, and we all look forward to seeing what what's next for, for Ben Ten. So, but it's been—I know it's been a while since we sort of decided to sit down and open. I know we've had lots of conversations privately over the last year and a half or so, and, and uh, certainly, yeah. miss you, I certainly miss you as a friend. Um, oh, uh, me too. <laughs> You're going to come back. You're going to come yeah. back to the side of. Out of the the pond, right? I mean, I've been trying to trying to work out how to get bloody flights back there. It's not bloody easy, I tell you. At the moment, it's it's a, yeah. I've, I've been just in the last couple of days. It's it's I've been really looking hard. Um, so I'm hoping, really do hope oh. it's sort of uh, February March is what it's looking yes. like at the moment. Um, so yeah, oh. you know, we need to find out. We need to hear a bit more as well as to what's going on. Jacinta Ardern has been very quiet since the 14th of December uh, after she made the announcement that they were going to have two-way, um, they were having, going to have two-way sort of quarantine-free travel between New Zealand and Australia as well. Um, but nothing, oh, wow. had nothing in the last three weeks as we see what sort of happens with this, with uh, the, the few cases that, that are in Victoria and New South Wales. So, um, and things Who's going to do the Triple J party? Yeah, I mean, I miss, I miss. Uh, I think we, yeah, I miss those Triple J parties. I think we were three or four years in a row that we did that. Didn't we? It was eighteen, nineteen, <laughs> twenty. Um, so I'm not sure. We'll have to somehow. We might have to do some sort of. Uh, um, what do you call? It? What's that other thing we do? Um, house party or something? <laughs> One of those. Yeah. Those types of things on Saturday, the twenty third of. Uh, January. Um, there is a there's a brewery about five minutes away that have actually putting up a party on that day. So, so that's something I've. Oh, nice. So that, lucky enough that. So the that's, triple yeah. J party. It's that's the theme, yeah. Oh, nice! I didn't know they did triple J in New Zealand. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to this guy into it. So. Uh, <laughs> oh, nice! But he, but he's Australian himself. He was a, he's the owner of this. Aussie, oh, Aussie. Is from Newcastle or somewhere, but he, you know, they love they listen. They li- some places listen to alternative music, you know, here in New Zealand, just like anywhere. So, um, but yeah, they obviously do. New Zealand do sort of. Uh, I'm not saying they copy Australia, but they certainly like Australian things. For sure. <laughs> so, mate, uh, any, yeah. anything final before we sort of uh, wrap this up? It's been a, a good. Anything final? Oh man, um, looking to get back into the cage. Maybe you know when all this COVID stuff settles down and and um, get back into to um, real hard training and stuff. And yeah, I'm looking forward for it. And hopefully we can do that in the in the in the near future. So you'll see me. Um, when it's all settled down, I guess. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. That's been great. Thanks, thanks very much for doing this, Ben. Uh, it's 
giving you a bit yeah, of thanks uh, for having me on Tim. it's always a the, pleasure with the, with the time since the last one has been quite a bit to reflect on so that's that's been uh, been really really good obviously certainly it's uh, yeah you always be a great friend and um, wearing the old Ben 10 <laughs> t-shirt there. oh you know, the, I didn't see that. The Ben 10 fighter t-shirt. So <laughs> if anyone wants any, I'm not, not sure if there's any of those still around, but <laughs> but um, yeah, no, good stuff, mate. All the, all the best in 2021 and beyond. All right. All right, Tim. Oh, no worries, mate. I'll Thank chat you. to you soon. Cheers. Yep.